So we will continue on this, uh, with this teaching about the Holy Spirit. And last time we talked about uh, that the time that we are living in, biblical speaking, is a time where God wants to pour out His Spirit. That was one of the things that was going to characterize the, characterize the, the last days was that it was going to be a time where God was going to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. And we read in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit coming, they started to prophesy, speaking tongues. Um, we don't know exactly what they were doing, but uh, people thought they were crazy. So in some kind of way, I think it's safe to say that they were acting somehow ecstatic over what was happening, since people thought they were drunk. But anyway... The manifestation is not really the issue. The issue is that Peter is standing up and he's pointing to the prophecy of Joel and saying that this is it. This is what God wants to be doing in the last days. This is what Joel was prophesying about. And then we ended by talking about that Jesus was saying that it would be best for them. And we can maybe read that again. John 16 verse 7. We can read that verse again. Uh, John 16, verse 7. Jesus says, But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the, the Advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. So Jesus was telling his disciples that it would be better if he left and the Holy Spirit came. And I can imagine they were kind of struggling with how in the world can this be better? I mean, Jesus, we see what you do. But you know, the thing was that Jesus, he, he didn't want to be the only one to do these things. His plan was to multiply himself into every single believer so that all believers would be doing the very things that he did. So that's why he said that it would be better if he went to the Father because then he would no longer be limited by his physical body, but then he could send his spirit, the spirit that enabled him to do the things that he did. Then he could send his spirit into every single believer and in that way enabling every single believer to do the same things that he did. We see that Christianity basically started as an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That's how it all got started. We read about this in Acts chapter 2, and uh, we can read Acts 2 from verse 1 to 4. Uh, there it says that on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each one of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages or in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them ability. 
I'm reading from the New Living Translation, if you're wondering what, if your translation is a little different. Um, but we see here that the church got started by an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And, and I believe that with God, nothing becomes weaker and weaker and weaker. That, that's not the nature of God. He is constant. And I believe when, when He does something, His intention is that we should go from glory to glory. I, didn't, I don't think that God's plan was that He was going to do something awesome in Acts chapter 2, and then it would become weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker, and the few at the very end who was kind of just holding on to the breadcrumbs, they would get saved. No, I believe that God's plan for the last days is still that He wants to pour out His Spirit. Yes, I do believe that in the last days there will be there are dark things ahead of us. I believe that the prophecies in the Bible, we know that there are, how to say, bad things that are going to happen in the last days. But I do believe also that as the darkness gets darker, the light will shine stronger and stronger. And I believe that God, He has not left the church just to survive on the breadcrumbs of what he did in Acts chapter 2. No, I believe that God has a new, fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. If we read Acts chapter 2, we see that the immediate result of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was that 3,000 got saved, got baptized. And it doesn't say directly, but I believe that those who got baptized also got filled with the Holy Spirit. That was what God was doing there. So we see that the immediate result of this outpouring of the Holy Spirit was that 3,000 people get saved. I think it is Leonard Ravenhill who has this... Uh, great quote. I might be wrong, but I think it's uh, Leonard Ravenhill who said it. He says that in the book of Acts, Peter preached one message and 3,000 people got saved. Today, we preach 3,000 sermons and one person gets saved. I think we can be agree on that we need to get back to what Peter was doing where we can preach one sermon and have 3,000 people get saved. And I believe salvation should always be the result of any outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Uh, of course, the church needs to be reawakened. And maybe technically speaking, revival is not necessarily people uh, getting saved, but the, the people of God waking up, like revival, being revived. But I believe the result always needs to be salvation. That's what's on the heart of God. And that's why we need a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Why do we need a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit? I believe one very clear sign 
that we need a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit is when we no longer have an impact on our surroundings. When we keep doing church year after year, and it's more or less the same as it has always been, I think that's a clear indication that we need a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, the result of what happened was that the whole Jerusalem got turned upside down. And then we know how it was spreading also, so that basically the whole world as they know it got influenced by the thing. And today, we even have our timeline after, before and after Jesus Christ, which is basically a proof of the impact that they had. And sadly today, the church doesn't have the same impact. And I believe that's why we desperately need a new outpouring, a new baptism, if you want, of the Holy Spirit. When our lives, when the passion that we used to have is no longer there, we need a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. When, when we can in our workplace, work there for years, and people maybe don't even notice that we are believers, then I believe it's a clear sign that we need an outpouring. Because when the Holy Spirit, as in Acts chapter 2, was being poured out, it became very clear that these people, that they were touched by Jesus. When Peter and John uh, were being examined by the religious leader, it says that they could see that they had been with Jesus. The question is, can people see on you that you have been with Jesus? If not, maybe it's time to really honestly, earnestly seek God for a new outpouring of His Spirit. I don't believe it's supposed to be a one-time thing. I know some people say, well, the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2, so now we don't need a new outpouring because the Holy Spirit has already come. That's great. If you are seeing the same things that they saw in Acts chapter 2, I will not argue with you. But if you don't see the same things that they, that they see. If you do church year after year and there is no clear sign that you are impacting your city, your surroundings, and you still say, I don't think we need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, I would say there is something seriously wrong with your theology. If you go year after year not really impacting the people around you and you still think that you have everything there is, that, then I think there is something fundamentally that, that you are missing. In the book of Acts, we see that being filled with the Holy Spirit was not supposed to be a one-time thing. We know the Holy Spirit came in, in Acts chapter 2, but actually only two chapters later, we read about the Holy Spirit coming again. There they had just been uh, 
taken by the religious leaders. They had been whipped for uh, preaching in the name of Jesus, and they have a prayer meeting. And in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, it says that after this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. Again, they got filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want you to notice the, re the result. The re result was they preached the word of God with boldness. If you feel you are lacking boldness in your witness, maybe what you need is a new baptism in the Holy Spirit, a new infilling of the Holy Spirit. And maybe you need to experience a new outpouring of, of God in your life where He takes maybe the dry bones and makes them come alive again. We know P, uh, Paul to the Ephesians church, which was a good church. He tells them, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled. Not like a one-time occurrence, but it's like a continuing. Be filled every day if you want to. You can be filled. You can have new anointing, new fresh touched by God. I believe He wants to touch His people, not only one time and then they have to live for the next 15 years or 20 years on what God did in the past. I believe there is something new and there is something fresh for every single believer. And even though I do agree that the Bible is how to say, we don't need a new revelation that exceeds the Bible. But you know, I, I've heard people say that, you know, uh, as long as we have the Bible, we have everything we need. We don't need the gifts and the operations of the Spirit as we see in the book of Acts anymore because we have the Bible. Yes, I believe that's good that we have the Bible. But you know, when, when me and my wife, when we got together, uh, it was long before Facebook or anything like that, so that kind of gives an indication on how old I am. Uh, but you know, when we got together, we were writing a lot of emails, so it's not that far back. We had emails, so we were writing a lot of emails, and in those emails, I was sharing with my wife a lot of things about me, uh, what music I like, you know, how I like my coffee, what I like to do, what I don't like to do, uh, all kinds of things. We were riding back and forth. And you know, when, I, uh, when we got married, I, I discovered that she had actually saved and printed every single email. That was kind of terrifying for me. Suddenly, I couldn't hide anymore, you know, of what I had said back then because she had, you know, the written word. But you know, when we got married, I could have told her, 
Kasha, now we are married and we have been writing a lot back and forth. Now you have the written word, so if you know, want to know how I like my coffee, you can go to those emails and you can see. If you want to know what kind of music I like, you can read those mails and you know what I like. Uh, if you want to know what food I like, you can read those emails and you have the written word. So from now on, I am not going to be speaking more to you. You can just refer back to the written word, to those emails. Do you think that would be a good marriage? It would be a terrible marriage. Why? Because in a relationship, there is supposed to be interaction. Yes, I fully believe in the written word of God, the Bible, and we, we don't receive any revelation that contradicts the Bible, but you know, we still need the relationship with the Holy Spirit, where He speaks to us, where we speak to Him, where we fellowship with Him. Any healthy relationship needs interaction, where we can hear the voice of the one we love. We can speak, we, he, can, he or she can speak to us, and, and this interaction happens. I believe God wants an intimate relationship with every single one of us. And that happens when we keep this relationship with the Holy Spirit alive. Jesus said it would be better for us if He come, which means that right now the person we are relating to is the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying that we should worship the Holy Spirit or necessarily pray to the Holy Spirit. I know there are different thoughts and about that, and I don't want to get into that now. But what we can agree upon is that we need to develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And in order for that to be vibrant and become alive, I think we need a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And not an outpouring just for one time and then we have to live on that for the next 15 years. No, I think we need to get into a place where we are constantly in renewal, constantly in revival, where we constantly keep the outpouring of the Holy Spirit flowing in our lives. And when we do that, I believe we will start to see Jesus manifested in our lives. Amen. Let's take a short break and then we will continue. Mm -hmm. 